Hello, this is Quasimoto. Uh, I, I'm deaf, but I can still listen to the map report. It sings to me. I'm so hideous. Don't look at me. Just listen to the map report. <laughs> I love it so much. Map. Let my home back in Omaha. See if I can make it out in the world. And I got as far as Wichita. Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore. Lost all my friends in Los Angeles. And I'm not welcome in New York. I must stop back in Omaha Where the fans, they always crying out for Alright, in that case, welcome to Pepper Wanted Report number 31 May 24th, Wednesday Hey, what a clean uh, welcome That was clean, man Long years of training in um, the Orient. I'm out of Frappuccino. I don't know if you guys can hear me. That means I'm out of Frappuccino. Very that sad. means you've only got a half hour for optimal story material. Let's go! Go story! Tell us uh, stories! Go! <laughs> We've successfully what? fended off migraines uh, for another 20 minutes, so you better hurry and say something. <laughs> exactly, it's true. I know, by the end of the show, I will have... Yeah, it was the, the really big one, too. I had to prepare for the MEP report. Here. Nice. Actually, today, today has been an excellent day, i got to say. Today has been... You know how they talk about in baseball, how you get in the zone, and it's like the baseball is looking like a grapefruit? Yes. Today, life was like a grapefruit. Except, Dude. you know, where grapefruit is a good thing. It was just nice. like one of those things where I was like walking around. I know you're about to tell me you had the same experience, Russ, I'm sure. I, I have no <laughs> doubt that that's the case. But, <laughs> but it was like, there's just these days. And I've got, I mean, I know this because I know everything about you because you know everything well, about me because we have the same all right. experience. Okay. Right. Fair enough. And we've referenced that. Mutually assured destruction. Mutually assured destruction. It was one of those days where you're just going through, you're in the life zone, and you, you can see straight through the ridiculousness of life that gets everyone else down. And it's a very freeing thing. Like, yeah, more, more or less. You know, it's, it's just one of those. <laughs> someone in uh, Antarctica is singing, I think. But, yeah, well, uh, I didn't want to. But do yeah, it. you know, there's <laughs> nothing quite so liberating as really realizing just minute to minute, day to day, how ridiculous everything is. And for some people, I think that could be very depressing. But for me, especially in a work day, during a day that I have scheduled targeted things, it's the most liberating, awesome thing. You just walk around giddy all, the, all day. Isn't that, that your job story? It was awesome. And I don't mean your actual job description, but I mean, given the oh, fact yeah. that you have described yourself before as an ethereal ghost moving through the world and past oh, all yeah. of the corporal awesome. matter that are other human beings. Mm -hmm. I don't know if people know no, this, I but mean, Story doesn't actually believe yeah. he fully exists. And so he can laugh at the actual corporal human beings. Oh, I mean, I don't believe any of us exist, to be fair. To be oh. fair, I oh, okay. don't believe that okay. there... But, you know, but I am wow. perhaps less in existence because I'm more aware of the unexistence. And ah. it's not that we don't exist in some literal sense, but in terms of the context that we have for existence, it's all... Uh, it's all a myth. Yeah. It's all, wow. yeah. Um, we all ver exist in a very real way, but the, what we consider to be the least real, the soul, the ethereal, is actually the only thing that is real, and everything else is just illusion and entertainment put on by the, the universe for, 
for this our context. This becomes liberating. Well, and... Yeah, see, but that's the thing, is that you might think that this is depressing, but the, the days when you feel like you can see that, it's actually very akin. There's a lot of it that's sort of similar to The Matrix. The Matrix had a lot of flaws with it, but I really liked the part where they sort of got through to this idea that there's, except instead of code, you know, code is a very kind of depressing and cold way of looking at it, but mm -hmm. it's kind of like seeing behind that veil and seeing how... Life is just, you know, what's really progressing and what's really going on. And story likes you know, to use the analogy of stucco. World. He doesn't like code. He says mm -hmm. stucco. He says all the stucco and masonry right. is all fake. That's Everything true. else is real. Where does vinyl siding fit in? Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, strangely, <laughs> strangely, I had exactly the same kind of day. <laughs> well, I'm, not I'm stunned. Exactly. Hey, do you guys realize? Kind of can I just ask you? Do you realize exactly that since both of you guys have to have the same kind of day? They're obviously through the balance property. <laughs> has to have two people who have the shittiest day ever. Like you guys, your good day is causing two other people somewhere to have a bad day. I just want to keep that in mind. So Those two dumb schmucks who already... share the same brain and you <laughs> know, don't care about silly things and frankly. right, right. Two like, advertising as lucky as executives I've been in my life, they yeah. probably who are not funny. Died. Yeah. And what uh, what else yeah. did? Two people are crying are the in Texas. Of us That's do. all I gotta say. Two people in Texas. I, I don't know. Two, two, they two David Brennages from Montana. God, do they hate baseball? <laughs> two Montanaites. Yeah. Hey, it's Matt Clement and Randy Jones. Who inexplicably like the Met report. Speaking of which, is the Mariners game on yet? Oh, all right. We're not <laughs> talking about the Yankees. The Yankees yeah, my and my fantasy no. baseball team are both in the garbage. They're both non-material for discussion. Right. Because they're, they're not part of my wonderful way. day. Yeah, exactly. I really I'm wanted to talk about day. your fantasy team, too. That that makes me sad. You mean the, the fact that you sent like Brad that. Bradkey as a spy <laughs> onto my roster to single-handedly destroy my team? It's amazing. Oh, my God. He's just like, speaking of the it's Matrix, a, uh, he's just like when uh, Agent Smith hacks into that guy's brain, and then he goes <laughs> into the real world, and he starts screwing up all the missions and killing people. This is what Brad Bradkey has done to me. He it's is true. Agent Smith. And I need, Absolutely. I don't know, maybe Frank and Thomas is Neo. Somebody's got to smash true. him over and the head. And John Marshall has been like an all-star pitching coach for me. It's like, here you go. <laughs> now Only on the Met Report, Even when he does poorly. he jump from fantasy baseball yeah. to the Matrix? That's the only time that that happens. Yeah. And back. And really and back. seamlessly flow. Yeah, back and forth. As though, as though they were the same world between the Matrix and uh, fantasy hey, baseball. Hey, you're right. I can as see the code. though it were all <laughs> part of the same. He is the one. Deep inner working. <laughs> I yeah, so, is the one. As, as part of a sort of a side effect of what is partially what has created this amazing day that was today, I have, uh, I guess, some advice to ask you guys. Because you guys know me. I'm the pragmatist. I'm the rational guy. I like practical reasons for things, and my decision is practical, my decision-making. But something can throw sort of a monkey wrench into the system, and that thing often is women and my relationships Girl. with them. <laughs> yeah. Girl. And oh, as much really as I like to think that I'm the cold calculator even when it comes to that, I really can't be sure. I could be totally wrong, and I could be stupid. So I need to ask you guys if I'm being totally stupid in something that I'm doing. You're only going to be asking Story and me, by the way, because I don't think we mentioned that Andy is not here this week. Um, that might yeah, not have not been here. clear, because oh, Andy yeah. might have waited another five minutes to talk, but I just thought I would throw that in there, that he's not here. <laughs> so, sorry. Yeah. It's true. You All right, not so yeah, some people nope. yeah. might have heard uh, Jordan Siegel later in the show and been like, oh, there's Andy, yeah. finally. That's right, our guest. Finally, Andy exactly. shows up <laughs> 40 true. minutes in. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's All right, so hold forth. All right. I met this girl, you guys, I actually told you about this last week, so you're aware of something of what's going on already, which is, I met this girl on, on the internet, again, 
<laughs> I know. Everyone's like, but Rush, you, like, why would you do this again? That's a good success record. In the Wayback <laughs> Machine, Rush goes is, in. You can't use, with girls, you can't use a success record. Because really, frankly, I mean, some relationships start okay and end fine. But there's really only one that counts. So any sort of track record of positive or negative, you're only in the relationship game looking for one person. So you can't use a track record because it's always going to be negative until you find the person, and then it's always going to be positive. So uh, I, I think you can go back that. into the fire. I've definitely had some more of these relationships that didn't end up in marriage, but I see where you're going. I see where you're going, which is the... Uh, yeah. What was the analogy? It was the, uh, the heat analogy where Robert De Niro and John Voight are talking, and John Voight goes to Robert De Niro, and they're referencing Al Pacino, the cop that's going after Robert De Niro. He's like, he can hit and miss. You can never miss. You can't miss once. And the idea being that as a criminal, if he screws up, he's in jail for the rest of his life, but a cop can do it forever. So who plays the so role anyway, of the guy who gets shot in the face? I, I just want to make sure I follow the analogy. Some other amazing actor in the movie Heat, which is a really Chinese fun movie friend. to watch. No, I mean in your yeah. life, who is that person? Oh, that's good. If we're going to make the analogy. Uh, you guys would be that person. No, like, you're screwing up. shot in the face. <laughs> J-Date's bad. I'll shoot right. you in the face. Um, <laughs> okay. So I met this girl. It was not on J-Date because, as we know, J-Date is burning uh, smoldering cinders. And yes. there are no women left there, only body parts and things that I've destroyed in my rage. So yes. what is left totally came out of the blue. It was on Friendster, which I still, it still exists. I have the thing where you can see people who view your profile. So I looked on my page, and somebody viewed my profile, and I viewed hers, and I was like, whoa, who is this? This person is very interesting. And the more I read, I was like, wow, whoa, uh-huh, okay. And I did something completely and totally out of character, which was instead of just being like, well, she's amazing, moving on to the rest of my life, back to MVP 2005. Instead, I wrote her an email, and I was just like, basically, the gist of it was like, you, I'm in love with you, Ross. <laughs> like, I, not That's in so many words. Player. <laughs> it was. Don it was very, Juan. But I didn't. I was just like, who, who are you? You are amazing, and you've created this persona of somebody that doesn't exist. Just checking by. Essentially, it was something like that. I mean, that's the um, time to do it, because you have the least to lose at the outset, right? Before you even think about it. Before you even think about it beyond, oh, that profile was great. Just whip up mm -hmm. an email that you love her. If it doesn't work out, okay, you loved her for three seconds. If it does, <laughs> fantastic. I mean, this really, that's, you see, that's optimal. Advice. If you can it's keep so, it in perspective like that, it goes against everything you do about keeping things exactly. in perspective. But if you exactly. could, it goes you against could, everything I, I do. <laughs> exactly. Why not? I only know that because it goes against you're everything in a bar. I would do. Just go walk up to every woman and be like, "Hi, I love you," and then one of them will say, "I love you too," and then that'll be great. You'll get married, and that's how you find people. No. Well, I could, no, never, except ever. Except that you I collected mean, this person yeah. for more traits than you'd find out in nine visits to the bar. Other than that. <laughs> yes, there were at least five different profiles that. as opposed Other to bar, where you only see the one through the sweaty haze of, of bodies. You know, this one was a bunch of different pictures. So, over the course of the week, we were emailing, but she sent me, you know, an email thanking me and referencing things. Oh, and part of the reason, I mean, she has all these great qualities that I'm not going to get too specific about who she is or anything like that, but... She loves baseball, and I'm Just give like, me the come IP on, address. that's no. not even fair. You can't love baseball. That is the one thing that I'm going to assume that no woman will ever share my love for, and therefore it's just something I have to have in my own life, and then have the relationship life when I'm not focusing on baseball. That there's some idea where these things could happen at the same time, it totally blew my mind. It was actually like, I would write her emails, and I would throw in very obscure baseball references, 
because <laughs> she would include little notes to be like, and if you keep referencing baseball, I'm going to come down there and ravage you, quote unquote. What? Like, this is the what slammiest is slam dunk in the history of the world. <laughs> What is gir- with girls writing and saying things like that to you, Russ? I know, seriously. I really mm-hmm. don't understand how every punchline in your interaction with females is, uh, 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 you're going to have my babies, uh, 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 uh ravaging ahead. Oh, like, did, I hear a, did I hear a reference uh, to Robin Yount? college. Very, so, very different than it was pre-college. I, I get to write, college. and... We were, I mean, she's, she's very bright, and so she was very much up on the whole letter writing thing. We were even getting close to the realm, to reference an older MEP report, of the Civil War era letter writing back and forth. <laughs> it was oh, like, yeah. It was going like an increasing level of formality as we went. My first thing was like, wow, you're cool. The second thing was like, dearest Ashley, your qualities <laughs> I find, you know. It was, and then, but she was going for Dude, it. She would write back in the same way. Facts of baseball trivia. Very, very fun. <laughs> And, uh, you know, she would say, like, for instance, she had that line where she was like, you know, if you keep making baseball references, I'm going to have to repetition. I was like, dear lady, I humbly apologize for arousing your passions in such a way. In the future, <laughs> I will endeavor to be discreet as shoeless Joe Jackson tracking down oh, a sinking geez. line drive to right center field. <laughs> you know, like, I hope we didn't extend it. It was really more. fun. She's like, you mean you'll cheat on me just Good like Shulis Joe Jackson? You're like, no, no, no. You're supposed to stop the analogy before we got to that point. Not the, too far. Too far. <laughs> right. Too much analogy. No, he's a good guy. You saw the movie like, Field of Dreams. Money, it was, Ray, Ray Liotta is a good guy. Nobody yeah. didn't, Ray Liotta didn't do anything wrong. Through with the other hand. Um, so I spoke to her last night for the first time on the phone. Conversation was really solid. I was not dissuaded about anything that I thought going into the conversation about this girl. Good. If anything, she impressed me with her ability to keep up with me debate-wise and put me in my place and be funny and i'm like okay and then she mentions to me that she's going to go to this conference for her work uh in san francisco next week and i'm like well i'm in I'm, clearly i'm insane because i'm emailing random people on the internet and doing all these other things i wouldn't do so how about i bring up okay so maybe i'll just meet you in san francisco while i go visit some of my friends <laughs> i.e story Yo, and jimmy and my friend josh right who live there and maybe Friends I'll just go and take a, take a weekend there and take her out to a ball game and uh, see what happens. Be sure so, to email me my question you go. to you, is this <laughs> completely retarded? This girl lives in Massachusetts, in case I missed that part of it. She is 3,000 yeah, miles that away. Out. Yes, that Did was I mention that? No. She, lives, she lives in Massachusetts. Yes. Uh, is this retarded? Am I just setting myself up for like misery for no good reason? Because, um, you know, I would rather do a Civil War-era letter-writing campaign rather than hit on the hot girl that lives a floor below me in my building. Is there, is there a reason for these things? Am I, am I a stupid person? I need to know the answers to these things. My opinion, you're doing exactly Craig? the right thing for lots of reasons, and I, I think there's two points to this. First of all, because it means you're going to be having, you're going to have to move out to the East Coast, and so that's unfortunate, yep. but you're going to be on your way out here. And... No, but uh, seriously. No, I mean, you know, you've, you've made a connection with this girl. I mean, I think that obviously if you guys are able to connect through email and then on the phone, then, you know, who knows what's going to happen. It's not like, you know, you guys are older and are having to, you know, you're all settled in to where you're going to be. I mean, you guys are still flexible 
flexible in terms of location and everything. So, you know, why the hell not? And the other thing is, as far as the girl in your building's concerned, I don't think there's any particular reason that you have to give up on her. I mean, you know, you've got this one who's the love of your life, and then you've got this one who's the love of uh, your building. And I think you could have, you know, And hopefully you know, they all listen to the MEP report at the same <laughs> exactly. time. Exactly. They know uh, right. everything that's going on. This is all hypothetical. <laughs> Please remember, the MEP report is a comedy show. Take nothing seriously. Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, oh, but uh, I think it's a good idea. Why not? You know, I, I don't think it's a mis- it's a moment of misery. I mean, I guess if like you know she comes out from San Francisco and you guys fall wildly in love with each other, and then she's like, "But you know, my aged parents live in Massachusetts, and I'll never leave there. And if you ever came out to see me, I'd never respect you again." Well, then that would be a problem. But you know, assuming that doesn't happen, yeah, see what happens. I say, Mr. Clayton. Yeah, I mean, Greg's caveat is basically. If she's insane in two of the 700,000 ways in which girls tend to be insane. And boys, too, <laughs> for girls. And, you know, boys yes. for boys and girls for girls. It's not anything about women specifically. It's just relationship interests are insane. And that's how it is. So, and you know, yeah, Greg warns against two of them. There are 9,000 different, you know, other ones. No, everybody's insane. So, you know, yeah, uh, of course there's going to be all kinds of crazy pitfalls. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, no matter what, like... I mean, potentially. I mean, come on. Story. Look, it's just so funny. The, wor- the world is a grapefruit to me today. Okay. <laughs> I see through it all. There's nothing but pitfalls, but it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. Your heart will be broken. But the world is a grapefruit. Out. So it's what's fine? It is. I mean, I'm so at home with that today. Come <laughs> on. You, there's nothing you can throw at me today that I'm going to be like, whatever. So can, you can bounce your, back off of everything. Your response yeah. is basically. I am Zen. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's my advice. I'm useless. Is that it? (laughs) Like I said before, like I said before, you have nothing to lose. You have minimal investment in this, right? Fast acceleration means less investment. That's true. That's why I wanted to do this right away. Exactly right. You're not meeting her in Utah, right? There's some side benefits to going to San Francisco. If she's lame, Absolutely. if the left side of her face is, you know, chewed away by mold, (laughs) then... Which then, incidentally, then the you specific reason that you brought that up is that's part of our theory on internet dating sites that as soon as you see only you? one picture on a profile and that picture is a profile, i.e. the side of somebody's face, that means they're a burn victim. Not it's the only ever happened, right? It's like, this I will happened. not show you the side of my face yeah, exactly. because I'm horribly deformed. This is all true, yeah. and it's right. true. It is true. So yeah. if, her left, if the left side of her face has been chewed away by moles over a long period of time from sleeping on the ground, then you can just hang out with me more. We can play FIFA. We can play MVP baseball. It'll be great. Okay? You know, play some poker. So like if she Whatever. was a P, in a POW so, camp and they attached right, a burlap sack exactly. to the side of her face. Yeah. And right. two moles who will live forever. <laughs> right. Yes. Bring out you know, the immortal so, moles. <laughs> you people are the weirdest people who have ever lived. There's no question right. about it. <laughs> Bring forth the immortal moles. But, they are blind, but that's Exactly. Nothing. But again. Your face will but, feed them for a thousand years, you fool. That doesn't include the Geneva Convention. Very that's too slowly. horrible They're to light pick up. eaters. If they ate more They're heavily, like the it would only be five weeks. The pit exactly. of Sarlacc. You will be digested slowly over exactly. a thousand years. That doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, and maybe you talk to her first because that sounds like an interesting experience, and you can clearly bring it up on next week's show. But yeah, oh boy, you know, will you've I? got a backup plan. You're not going. You're not going to Gitmo or Utah or some other unlivable place. You're going Gitmo. to San Francisco, <laughs> where it's fun to see. Please meet me in my home. I live in Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> 
Cuba, <laughs> United States. Whoa! Is, I, I hope Guantanamo. she's a guard. Yeah. That's the best case scenario. Exactly. She's a torturous uh, guard. That's as no, good as it's going to get. I, I think that's actually worse. I think it's better if she's on a hunger strike. But anyway. She's actually Regardless a mole, she's a mole trainer, things. not a mole. She's a mole trainer. She like trains them for deadly work. Well, dogs are right out, but nobody ever suspects oh moles. God. All right, moles, go forth. You, no civil rights for you. Bring the immortal face cheese paste for the immortal face of the immortal moles to chew on forever. She, exactly. She trained the immortal cheese whiz. on her own face. Oh, Did you know oh, the Vietnamese have actually invented a cheese whiz that lasts about a thousand years? Oh, maybe this is regular it's cheese tremendous. whiz. That's just ordinary cheese whiz. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say. About. <laughs> oh, goodness. Hello. Goodness. Okay. Um, now, yeah. look. So, the, so, yeah. So, the investment's minimal. You have mm -hmm. backups. Yeah, I wasn't... <laughs> strangely, I didn't just want to talk about moles for five minutes. But, you know, that's good. Um, <laughs> moles. I'm giving you advice. <laughs> and then the next, the next show is going to be like, Moly Junior. The left side of her face was covered in moles. It was the worst <laughs> irony ever. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Dude, that is so not your joke. Of the three of us, you were yeah, the last person it's who true. that joke. I'm That's sorry. Tremendous. I waited. I waited. I tried. I waited. It's true. Didn't that was happen. great. You gave us every opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, no, I think it was, yeah, so the time investment's minimal. You have, oh, that was the other thing. Oh, my gosh. You have the even number principle on your side. That's, it's true. That is the boon of all things. The that's what? Why, this is the analysis I was the, looking for. The that's, that's the point the world, I was waiting for. Yes, Thank you. That's you why the about? world is a grapefruit. Okay, have I never explained <laughs> to you the even number principle, Greg? Because this is, this is one of the top five theories of life ever. Oh, okay? wow. Let if me, you want your world to down. be a grapefruit, get out a pad and paper and start writing. I'm ready. Pad and paper. How about a pad of paper? I'm all set. And a pen. All right. And it's rest. very zen-like. Okay. Just a pad and the paper, and you'll will your thoughts onto just, it. This is not something to do. This is not something to pursue. This yeah. is just true. This okay. is just something that is true about the world around you. But once you understand it, the world around you gets a lot better and a lot easier. And the label for the this even is principle even number principle. I want to make sure so our listeners know. Even, even number, number principle. principle. Okay. Even That's number right. principle. Even number principle. Right. Absolutely. All right. Off you okay. Go. So, Step one. the even number principle states that, states that that you can only have an even number of active and viable love interests in your life at a given time. Even now, number. the even number principle does fade when you've found the one and you're working towards marriage, but that is the first time in my life that I think it ever faded, and that's scary. That's really frightening, because before that, it haunted my life. And the even number principle, the even numbers that are most active in this case, although I would add not the only even numbers that can take place, are zero and two. So most of the time, you go through life and zero people are interested in you. And you have zero active viable love interests. However, almost immediately, the universe will give you two active viable love interests. You will not stay on one for time. any quantifiable time. You maybe 16 hours tops, and then you will have two suddenly at the same time. Some would argue because the confidence that you exude from having one just attracts people magnetically to you, even if it's in six hours, and then suddenly people are throwing themselves at your feet. Uh -huh. Some would argue it ignites jealousy. Who knows what happens? Who knows? Maybe you've locked two in women in your basement way. for a six-month period, and six months <laughs> has come up for each one at about the exactly. same time, and so right. they both fall in love with you, as right. they well should.
right. after a certain right. amount of time. Right. Of Stockholm syndrome has me. to kick in sometimes. Right. Yes, of Just course. ask the girl in Kitmo. Oh, right. So, geez. you know, at some point... Send forth the moles. <laughs> two of them. Only two moles. Or zero reason. moles. Otherwise, there's nothing. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> Even-numbered principle of face-eating moles. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Roman numeral. No, not five moles. Six moles, you idiot. Six or eight. And this is just true. And usually, usually the the uh, the backslap of the even number principle is that the way in which you navigate the situation of having two takes you right back to zero. Skip <laughs> one and go straight back down to zero. And this is the even number principle. Sometimes it may jump to four. Things can go a little crazy, uh, go a little haywire. But mostly it's zero and two. Four. Occasionally four. Occasionally you will four. never have one. You will never have three. It just doesn't happen. And understanding this and knowing how critical it is to navigate two properly and not squander two and try to get to one and out with the even number principle. I mean, that's half of life. That's, that's so much of the mission of life. But uh, the universe wants you to be with either zero or two. That's just what they want. I see. And, uh, Very interesting. And you right now have just crossed the threshold with, I mean, with the things that I've heard about this elevator girl. Yeah. Uh, you might want to fill in our listeners. But uh, <laughs> you've just crossed the threshold, sir. You've just gone from zero All to right. two, especially with her coming to San Francisco. Jesus. And then they're okay. both like... Anyone who is an affiliate yeah. of either one of these girls is obviously going to shoot me in the face as soon as I explain what's going on with the other one. But that's already obviously passed. That time has passed. I've already been shot in the face. This is the future. I'm listening to myself with a mangled face next to the people in a hospital somewhere. Russ remembers the time before moles. Back in the days before moles existed. Blame the giant flying beaver. The man with no face next to the women, the mole women. Okay. Creating this reality. So... Um, uh, let's say three weeks ago, um, got some groceries, a girl lives in my building, very nice to hold the door open for me. Uh, I look over, I'm like, I know her, she's the really, really, really cute girl that lives in my building that I've forgotten about, because I've seen her sporadically over like two or three years since I've been here. Uh, me being my normal self said nothing. We rode the elevator up, I got off my floor, I went. Two weeks later, <laughs> this is how long these things take for me. Right. In the elevator again, <laughs> serendipity strikes... Girl is at the basement waiting for the elevator. This time, since I've had two weeks to build up in time, I, and this is how it works, I had to train my mind. The next time you see this girl, you will say hello. And you will ask her where, how long she's been in the building. And I beat this into my head for two weeks. So then finally, I, you know, I made her in the elevator. Hello. You are so how mean how long have you been in the building? <laughs> I got it out. It was great. Reading the teleprompter behind her. <laughs> Not only did she respond, and she was very nice, but we struck up a little conversation. She said, yeah, she had seen me around over the last few years. I explained, we actually lived in the building for about the same amount of time, about three years, which was a surprise to both of us, given that nobody in the building knows each other because we live in effing Beverly Hills where nobody ever wants to know each other because, <laughs> right, I've gone over this. Okay. Yes, yes. So the BH. BH is safe. As she gets off on her floor... She gets out of the elevator. She turns around, looks me right in the eyes, and says, hope to see you again very soon, and then wiggles her ass and walks back toward her apartment. And I said, I think, I think there might have been a signal there. Maybe, maybe there was something. I, I might have missed it. There could have been something there. And the door closes. You're like, so I'm I mean, used to hearing someone say, I will ravage you in this elevator if I see you again. But... But maybe this That's was a signal. Not, I don't know what you, that. You've even seen that, my I don't point even story. know what that means anymore. You combine the two together. <laughs> That's already been and, moved. Yes. yes. <laughs> <These are laughs>
Double trouble. So, right. So then the third time, this was so great. I was walking out with a friend of mine. We were going to dinner. And by amazing serendipity, in the same week, we find this girl and a friend of hers, another girl, walking her dog. And she starts up the conversation. She said, twice in one week, as in she's been waiting to see me or something. And I'm like, hi. (laughs) And like, you know, I proceed to manage to, I think I spoke. I think words came out of my mouth. The problem is this girl, part of my idea, I think she's just way too attractive to be interested in me. This is just part of my problem is I don't see how it's possible. And therefore, I'm usually, I can be really suave with people I'm not interested in. But when it comes to someone that I think is like at least a little bit out of my league, I basically create a situation where I'm out of, they're out of my league well, because wait a I melt down. But you, you, you asked so, her to go to dinner yeah. with you and your friend, right? Since there were two of you and two of her. Two of Shut her. up, dude. You know that's the opposite of what happened in the story. Aww. You know that what actually happened was I was like, we're, we're, she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, we're, we don't, I don't know. I, we're <laughs> oh, going no. out somewhere. I mean, it wasn't really this bad. I was more like, you know, so, yeah. So I go there sometime. We had struck up some random issues. It wasn't like I was silent, which would have been the worst thing. But then I'm like, okay, see you around, and we leave. (laughs) And we get in the Jeep. My friend's like, dude, why didn't you just ask her to dinner? It's her and her friend. There are two of us. We're going anyway. What's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, wow, that would have been a really great opportunity to do that. Oh, no. Wow. (laughs) What's wrong with me? Damn. That's when you're like, hand me the bowls. And I proceeded to break myself. Yeah. Scream in in uh, in tongues in the jeep ride until we went to Wendy's, which is where I felt was, <laughs> I, I only deserve to eat Wendy's. I was like, I don't deserve to eat anything better than Wendy's after my behavior. This. Yeah. So well. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, it was entertaining. If only we had a microphone in the jeep as I'm sitting there being like, Arr! I was like yell, rolling down the window to like random bystanders being like, Hi, I'm retarded. I can't speak to women. Hello. And like I was really, I lost my shit. I couldn't believe that I'd blown such an opportunity. For us. Yeah, exactly. Never He's always living in Matt Blaine. No, this is me. Always. I don't. I'm not. There's no playing up. No filter. There's no. No filter. Hamming it up. Right. I don't. It's just how I am. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so okay. Now we have the full context of the situation. We have ridiculously cute girl who is inexplicably interested in me who lives in my building. Who we'll call her I have number no, one. Number one. No plan of action whatsoever. No plan of action. I have no idea what to do about her. <laughs> she lives downstairs. Now, you have any idea how convenient this could be? I could, I, like, you know how much bullshit is eliminated <laughs> by the fact that she lives downstairs? I don't have to drive her anywhere. She'd come up and hang out. I'd go down there and hang out. And then, if anything goes wrong, you're like, well, she lives in the same building. But I didn't even see her over the course of three years. So I wouldn't even see her if something went wrong. I didn't want to see her. I won't see her. Absolutely. It's like the perfect situation. Yes. It's, it's uber convenience. Agreed. But I don't run into her randomly even though she lives downstairs. Except that your elevator is surely destined for doom because it always creaks and rattles and is exactly. the worst elevator the I've ever way... been in my life. And the only time it would ever get stuck <laughs> is right after you guys broke up. And it would be like, clank. Oh, oh God. Great. I was Two hoping for... Two X's enter. One X <laughs> The elevator of doom. Uh, I was hoping that it would be like the third time we happen to be in the elevator together when I'm scrambling for ideas. Ah. Elevator breaks down. I'm in business. Yes. That would more what I would hope for. So, but I see where you're going. That's really what it would yeah. take for you to get together with this girl, isn't it? Let's be honest. Basically. That's well, what it would take. I, I'm on a plan. And then like a Every two weeks, I have a new thing to board, say. A sign blank like, get it on. 
Get it on. Get it on. The numbers just fade into that. Oh, and then we watch the UPN <laughs> network. What? All of a sudden, it's WB. UPN. <laughs> oh, man. This you was are the OC pilot that the didn't UPN get taken. well enough to be able to recite that. Exactly. It's disturbing. That's their freaking slogan. Their slogan is, let's have sex, watch our television network. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that. Yeah, really Somebody explain it. that to watch me. Watch UPN. Let's I'm digressing. Watch, baby. This is a wonderfully interesting dilemma. Here we have two girls, one of whom completely, all right, fine, maybe she's not out of my league. She was as attractive as I would ever hope to get and is flirting with me, and I have no idea what to do. My friend thinks we should leave a post-it saying I'm going out, and then all of a sudden the fact that I have this moral obligation to hate cell phones hits me in the face yes, because now I can't be contacted if I'm, like, roving around town wanting her to contact me, and all of a sudden I'm like, this is something I never thought of, that a girl who lives in my building would need to contact me when I was randomly about town to seem like I'm cool and doing stuff, and I don't have a cell phone. <laughs> Shit. So this is something I have to think about. And now, oh, oh, and now I'm going to go travel to San Francisco, where I'm going to have to be randomly traveling around the city, meeting up with people I've never met before without a cell phone. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh clearly my life revolves around needing a cell phone now after hating cell phones. That is retarded. I have a okay. solution, actually, Russ, to this. I have a solution. What, buy a cell phone and move to New York? Yes, and that's exactly... What? No. No, I have a... <laughs> and become no. Greg instead of me. And become me. Right, exactly. Join my brain. It's a fun place. Um, no, I have a solution, um, which I'm, I'm a little surprised, to be honest with you, that you haven't figured out yet. Oh, God. Um, you have two, as Story said... Have what? You have, I'm surprised you haven't figured this out yet. I mean, as Story said... Rent a cell phone. Yeah, you... No, no, no. no. Uh. It's nothing to do with cell phones. So you've got two... You've got the even number principle, as Story says, right? You've got two people interested okay. in you. So why don't you, in the okay. bizarro profit, you know, the bizarro theory that you and Story have set up, why not just oh, use God. one to get the other? You're flying out to San Francisco. You take the girl from oh, the building. No. Say, let's go on a road That's trip to horrible. San Francisco. On the way up, you explain. I really want to ask this girl out. Can you help me? What? In the middle of this, no, just hold on. In the middle of this, you're telling her all this stuff. She says, oh, for some strange reason, it'll be just like Elizabeth Town or one of those random movies where the girl that you're supposedly not interested in, but you really are, becomes interested in you. You'll fall in love with that girl and if you don't fall in love with that girl she'll give you great advice on getting the other girl and if all goes to pot Greg, then story's principle upholds and you'll have oh zero at the end of all this this is a brilliant, brilliant Greg this plan. is not a Seinfeld episode you are not George Costanza <laughs> you did not just tell me to recommend a menage a trois and have it this is like discovering plutonium by accident no no no, no. it's a menage a duo happening. you're taking one of the trois and getting you into a duo that's the key not a menage a trois no. No, the other thing is... That's why yeah. it's called twa. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. You're involved. That's right. You're not hook Unless you're advocating that you set the two of them up in a lesbian <laughs> relationship, which may be possible, because it would probably be less ridiculous than what you are suggesting. That would be awesome. Okay, i got to stop thinking about that. Okay. But somehow... Oh you just decided that the two girls who safely live 3,000 miles away from each other, I should use uh -huh. machinations to put them in the same room. That is the oh dumbest thing God. I've ever heard in my life. That is really, <laughs> We're gonna that take is worse than clear Safely separated love interests and put them in the same room. The, the world is time. a kumquat or whatever story insane. says it is, so I'm just telling you. You know, I'm just going with the kumquat world. Yeah, your world Dude. is a kumquat. <laughs> Seriously, that, if you want to make your world into a peanut shell as fast as possible, do that. <laughs> that will that will shrink your world like nothing. Grapefruit to peanut you think shell. You can, okay, Russ, Greg, I'm sorry, I have to yell at you. Russ had trouble for a week getting up 
the courage to talk to the girl in the elevator. You want him to try to talk to both girls at the same time? Well, it's, it's a contrarian Are investment. I agree. It's contrarian. But, oh uh, my god! I it's actually. It's like Zimmy contrarian. It's like well, as counterintuitive as you can. Hey, there's no need for insults. Yourself. Come on here. There's no need for. Oh you know, man. The The logistical question, Zimmy, though, I think kidding. this is also interesting. Is we know my affinity for L.A., right? So right. I'm, I'm almost ready to make the argument that it's almost as irresponsible to start dating a woman that lives in Massachusetts as it is to start something <laughs> serious in with building. a woman who lives in L.A. <laughs> because I hate L.A. And who knows how long I'm going to stay in L.A. I may very well end up on the East Coast. Who knows where I'm going to end up? someone in the and Midwest so to split maybe, the difference, obviously. <sighs> Omaha. There you go. Omaha. I'm just saying. America. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> No, this is where yeah. it, actually it is great. You take the both of them to San Francisco, but you pack permanently. And you're like, whichever one is willing to set, resettle with you in San Francisco, exactly. that's the one you keep. Exactly. You're like, here's yeah. the pitch. We're I'll not going back life. to L.A. Exactly. And I'm not coming back <laughs> to Massachusetts. <laughs> It'll be great. You can stay on my yeah. couch while you're looking for a place. It'll be perfect. My other great. theory is that the state of Massachusetts happens to spawn all women that are interested in me in the universe. And so at certain times in my life, I have to return to Massachusetts, retrieve the women that the universe has spawned for me, and then go off on my merry way wherever I head. This has also been, I think this is plausible, oh, given my life. I forgot that. That might be the tiebreaker, though, is that you're only really interested in people who were originally from the West Coast. So, yeah. L.A. girl and this one is, has a leg up. The one from Massachusetts is originally from Texas, not the East Coast, but also not the oh, West Coast. Oh, well, never mind. That's a so random element. That throws another old. monkey yeah. into the wrench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. It is a random oh. element. Speaking of which, made it really funny in that I told you about the ravage, I'm going to ravage you comments. Yes. And this was followed up by me leaving her my number, and she's like, I'm sorry, I don't contact men due to my southern heritage. You will have to call me. And I'm like, but, but you just said you're going to ravage me. <laughs> what? How do those two things? I thought that well, was Well, they're really getting amusing. more and more formal. Pretty soon it'll exactly. be, dear sir, That's why. <laughs> to whom it may concern, <laughs> this address. My father would be happy to welcome you All to right. his plantation. All right, please be advised. Yes, exactly. Yes. So, Miyagi, if you like Mepreport, Vote for MapReport at www.mapreport.com by clicking Vote for Map link. If you like MapReport, email MapReport at Greg, Story, Russ, or Andy at MapReport.com. Call MapReport at 206-600-MAP1, 206-600-6371. And if you don't like it, then all village see that you have no honor. Aye. Well, hey, is it almost think, uh, guest time? I think we've hit that got? time. Absolutely. What do you I got? Just, uh, All right. I just sent that's the message. Good. Who is so, our guest um, again? Story. So, yeah. I hopefully right. I, that's the introduction. So, our guest tonight is uh, the inspiration for the book, famous book, Jonathan Livingston Siegel. Ah, very good. He's also a law student at uh, George Washington University. Just finished his first year of law school, Sounds and like uh, he's going to be coming on the show tonight the to are. talk about a very fabled road trip that he just completed where he, in a uh, bid to become our most dedicated fan, spent 28 consecutive hours of this road trip listening to nothing but recorded map reports. Yeah. He, unlike That's Jeff, unbelievable. realized that you should not take the CD MVP. and paste it to your MVP. shirt. You should instead listen to the CDs in a row in the car. And here he is. You missed the new player because he was already in the ante room. Jordan oh. Siegel, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Hello, everyone. 
What's going on, Jordan? Hey, Jordan. How's hello, it going? Hello. So, Jordan. Hey. You want to uh, give a little spiel on your long road trip, and uh, and we can talk about it. Yeah. Well. Okay. So uh, it's important to know that uh, I just finished my first year of law school. Congratulations. And as a uh, thank you, and as a congratulations to myself, I bought a new iPod. Outstanding. Uh, oh. And Yes, it is. It was a, a wonderful purchase, and I'm very happy with it. But the problem was that uh, I just purchased it uh, when I started to go on this crazy, ridiculous, uh, ill-planned uh, road trip through New England. And the only thing I had figured out how to put onto the onto the iPod uh, were podcasts. I hadn't figured out uh, the iTunes uh, how to put music onto it yet. And so the only thing that was I don't on like the where this is going. On the iPod. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the only thing that was no either that or the VCR manual thing. recorded. That was the only option, really. <laughs> right. So the only thing on the iPod were uh, podcasts, and the only podcast I really knew about was this one. <laughs> so I had oh, getting worse by the second. <laughs> the Met Report, when you have nothing better in the world to do. Literally. <laughs> Your last Sorry, resort. Jordan, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> well, so... I mean, what what made it what made it actually uh, you know what made it sort of more of what you're talking about is that uh, I don't know if you'll recall uh, like two weeks ago there was this torrential downpour that hit the Northeast. Yeah. And so the drive through New England was just uh, like a monsoon. So you know, like four-hour drives turned quickly into eight-hour drives. And uh, long story short, uh, I ended up listening to Ooh, every Luke. episode of the map. That Report is quality. In Chronological order. Wow. wow! Holy cow! Yeah. All the way back I've to bananas and up through like you know That's Hawaii like and wow, wow! It's like watching no, all the Star was, Wars was, movies in a row. That's right. But somehow longer. It, it, it wow. actually takes more time. And a better quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much much better. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and they get uh, better over so, time instead of worse. Yes. Exactly. That's true. We got that over no, Star Wars. No, no, Wars. actually. I, yeah, I think I think that this show actually uh, a couple of observations. The first is, and I said this earlier during during. Oh, the but you're not qualified to comment on it. <laughs> what have you done lately? <laughs> I know exactly. Oh, right. You have to listen to us to really get. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh wait, you you would be our best critic ever. Okay, go ahead. So the the first thing is that uh, I think that story sounds a great deal like uh, Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem. Uh, and you said that was a a, a combo. I don't, yeah, yeah, it sounds Casey like a compliment Casey, to me. The, uh, he, I mean, he made his living on his voice, I mean, right? I mean, that's but but I love how Jordan is like. Hey, I'm Story, and the world is a grapefruit <laughs> coming to you, the property of even numbers. <laughs> Did you know <laughs> that, that Story's mom? <laughs> yeah, I don't mean it never either have. as a compliment or an insult. It's just a fact. Right? I, it's it's maybe neutral. I don't know. True. Yeah, it's just a fact. The other thing is, and actually, I was hoping that I was hoping that David last week was going to be much har harsher on Greg because then I'd have a lot to come on to talk about. Is that I think that Greg is really the backbone of this. Yay! Show. Oh. I think Greg was very, very. Good. <laughs> uh, ladies Greg and gentlemen, the next exploded. ten weeks in a row, Jordan Siegel will be guest starring on the Met Report. Get ready for him; you're going to hear a lot of him. <laughs> Let's just play this clip there. from Jordan Siegel. Greg <laughs> is the backbone. He's going to be like, can we cut that as the next highlight? Just those seven seconds. New map report highlight. Greg is the backbone. I believe Greg is the greatest backbone I, uh, on the face I, uh, of the I believe <laughs> that Greg Wilson, Dr. Dr. Wilson, is our, uh, in fact the uh, greatest uh, backbone the map report has ever had in its entirety.
I, I am very, very okay. thankful, Jordan. So, Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I know. Right, a couple of reasons. Go ahead, yes. Okay, the first thing is, the beginning of every show when he says, you know, thank you for whoever the new uh, amazing per- people are that listen to the show <laughs> exactly. or like whatever new review we have. Right, and you thank people for listening. And I think that that's something that's sort of a, uh, a prof- you know, a level of sort of professionalism, you know, that you appreciate your, your listeners, you appreciate people. And I think that that's important. And it actually, I think, lends a lot of sort of credence to what you guys hey, are Hey, well, thank you. The other and thank thing our is, listeners. Have I mentioned wow. that today? Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Let's, sorry. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> sorry, my You're bad. just feeding <laughs> it. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> He's up. The other thing, the other thing that Greg does is that he keeps you guys on schedule. Like he makes sure that you guys don't spend too much time on this any one true. thing, this even though every, you guys talk about a lot of funny things and you're all very, very funny. Uh, but without that uh, sort of continuing to go, I think you guys would get sidetracked and talk about baseball or talk about you know something else for hours and hours. And I think Greg does a good job of moving the show forward. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm. Uh, uh, so that was. Yeah. Thank you. My my extensive uh, connections to law firms are going to ensure that you have a job waiting for you upon your exit. I I have connections. Uh, <laughs> the you know, I mean, yeah. my yeah, I mean, well, talk to Andy. T- well, no, and good who knows? You know? We talk to you every week, and he never talks back. <laughs> oh, jeez, be nice to Andy. Poor guy. Uh, yeah, Andy That's said his best, by the way, Jordan. Uh, he just couldn't make it tonight. But, well, well, I appreciate segue. that, you know? I, uh, and time calls, song, Greg but... is a backbone <laughs> for backbone. I, 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 I think my new nickname should be Gregway That's the Backbone. That's what Greg wears for. <laughs> hey, man. That's what Greg wears Oh, boy. Sorry. Awesome there. Jesus, God. Well, thank you. Somebody I, well, stop this, me. I appreciate that. This is sort of... <laughs> This was sort of one of the things that I was a little disappointed about last week's show is that, I mean, David came on and he was, he had really pulled back about, you know, how Greg's not funny, blah, 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 which he said on his, uh, on his voicemail. So I was hoping I'd be able to come on and just sort of oppose him, right? Just sort of the old style debate, you know, I have reasons why he's not correct. But he really backed off of his criticism. It, it sort of stole a lot of my, uh, my wins. Yeah, well, in fact, he... he Maybe we could have you do a head-to-head uh, yeah. point-counterpoint. On the merits of Greg, but now and he poor now Jeff he won't stand up for it. Though. Is, I know, exactly. In his he's pissed off, man. He's steaming. Where are you, Jeff? Know, and why don't you care? Man. These two people are so much more devoted than you will ever be with your shirt and your paste <laughs> and your stupid drippy <laughs> Mep Report T-shirt that nobody understands what it is. Uh, Hate you, Jeff. Maybe one is all your fault. Maybe one have, person. I, didn't like that we just make fun of most of the people who submit to us. Most people seem to take it. David rolled off his back. He liked it, but uh, maybe just I mean, it was thin skin. It was really thin funny. I didn't have you guys uh, pasted to my shirt in, during the road trip. Oh well. Uh, but it was on the it was on the podcast, which was sort of clipped to my shirt. I don't know if that's sort of oh. Oh. It, it's kind of mobile, it's and then the you can remove it. It was almost the pun. Other shirts, and it was just a rational link. I don't know what that yeah, was. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. But I, I liked yeah, it. Yeah, it was getting closer to your shirt <laughs> and being attached in a non normal way. Maybe we should make shirts. Like. So, Jordan, I we should make shirts with CDs coming out of them. I should ask, by the way, so I think we should. Didn't I come up with this already? Isn't this? I think you did no. bring I'm some the guy. If you did, All you right, didn't fine. tell me, except for the <laughs> telepathic <laughs> link we have. Told him I'd buy a shirt. Yeah, what the hell? 
You already there came you up go. with this it, which great. means I already knew about it. So oh, I don't know okay. what you're talking which means about. we already talked about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I should ask then. So uh, Jordan, I very much appreciate what you've had to say. Uh, say about me. I'm I'm really. Well, you're very. I'm welcome. energized to do the next 31 episodes. I feel that you know I've got some energy to go. But I should ask then. Right now. What exactly do you think that Andy brings to the program? Because poor Andy took some abuse earlier this show, and I'd like you to talk about that. <laughs> oh my God. Because what? because Jordan is going to defend him. What if anything? Jordan is going to defend him. What if anything does Andy? No. And now we're going to have to do another guest to stand up for Andy after Well, it depends on what Jordan says. No, go ahead. Make oh, well, I think Andy, I think Andy, uh, he sort of, he, he doesn't say much, but what he says is very quality. Ah, So okay. he's sort of uh, the silent Bob of this okay. show. Okay. <laughs> the silent Bob. He's the silent Bob of the radio show. Exactly. He's sort of the invisible man of the television show. You know, you don't see him, but he's there. But you he's know there. he's there, and you feel better. You feel better. You just pour water on him, he'll pop right up. There he is. Well, I, thought, I mean, I, I, I know Clea, and I know Clea doesn't like this story, but I, I thought the story about him and making the girl. I don't like this. Not, story. not be, oh, I I thought, I thought that was that funny. Was I like that story myself. I, I swear. Oh, that's a good I story. To, I that almost is. drove off the road when I heard that. I was laughing so it's hard. It's just such typical Andy, too. I mean, the thing about that is, like, he's making, he's, he's laughing about it, but he really did that. Like, we, we swear, we're not making that up. Like, he really did it's do true. that. And, oh, you know, no, I, I, I know Andy, I believe Yeah, that. I mean, really. Yeah, I mean, I know him. I believe, that's what makes it so funny, is that I think it's true. Yeah, you know. Well, God, this episode... So much kissing ass. Everybody loves everybody. Well, let me ask then one other thing about that, <laughs> which is, what is your critique then, Jordan, since you talked about these other things, of David from last week's show? Like, as a, as our second guest, or I guess his third guest, but the other, Jeff never showed up on the show, so uh, except for as the voicemail. So as our second guest, what's your opinion of the first guest, David? Like, what was your take on him? That's hard for a couple of reasons. The first reason is that uh, because I listened to the, the episodes in chronological order, you know, last week was the last episode, and, you know, I was like, had been on the road for hours and hours. <laughs> Are you playing Love Boat in the background? <laughs> I, it was like, I knew I heard the, the beginning of a music clip. <laughs> Carry on. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's Russ's actual voice. <laughs> the, uh, so I think, I think David... <laughs> uh, it's hard to t- <laughs> turn it down. Yeah, turn, turn it down a little bit there, Russ. Can't talk. Sorry. Please avoid Russ. Well, so ahead, uh, I thought that talk David wasn't controversial. <laughs> I don't think he was controversial enough. I think he, oh. he had sort of uh, he had this great opportunity to come on and like have a controversy and talk a lot about how much he thinks Greg isn't funny, which I don't think is true, but, you know, you. it would have made for great, great uh, programming. We could have had scandal. Uh, we could have uh, built ourselves up like yeah, the Catholic exactly. Church, had a scandal, randomly decided to boycott something and get a lot of energy and fervor for no good reason. Good call story. Let's imitate the Catholic Church yeah. for well, Rome. Well, well done. We should have put <laughs> you, him up to, to that. That's yeah. Excellent. You could do the, the March of Crimes. <laughs> that, yep. you, could, you could use the March of Crimes. Oh, your, there you uh, go. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then Jack would come back oh, and be firing. Uh, but I did have a, a few other comments. Uh, yeah. That Controversy is that, well, first of all, incoming. I thought that uh, the analogy between crack and uh, World of Warcraft was totally <laughs> wrong. I thought, it's, That's I right. thought it was more like heroin. 
and not less like. Oh well. Absolutely well done. Well done, sir. We well win. done. Sir. I never said it wasn't like heroin. I just said it wasn't like crack. Far more addictive. It's true. Didn't say it wasn't like heroin. Far more addictive. Right. Yes, you did. In that highlight clip, you said it wasn't like heroin. I said a more reasonable analogy is heroin, and you're like. Oh, yeah, okay, come back to me when you're going to be reasonable. I actually said, oh, it come is, on, it's not like crack. I listened between, to that highlight like 40 times. The difference between heroin and crack is that crack really is the drug that, you know, once you take it the first time, uh, every subsequent high isn't quite as good. I think every time you play World of Warcraft, it's just as fun. Uh, it's really, you know, it's the opiates that are the ones. The reason why the people sort of starved in the opium dens is because they'd rather, you know, do opium than, you know, eat. Okay. And I think that's the thing <laughs> World of Warcraft. It's so and fun Jordan that knows people would rather be like me. I know, I was going to say. Yes, I, I, I'm a great big fan of World of Warcraft, but... Uh, so yes, that that's that's that and or drugs. That was that right. Uh, no, not so much. <laughs> but the World of Warcraft, okay. yes. Fair okay. Not anymore. Right. And this so is that was one Jordan thing. now. Well, this is on the air, so I was never bad. Right. <laughs> it's always a good. Yeah. Yeah. Any potential I'm law sorry. employers Please who are listening Jordan to the Met Report right now? Uh, Jordan well, was never right, interested exactly. in drugs. Uh, he's he's been clean right. as a whistle all the time, always. Yeah, Are you talking to our yeah. legal team, a.k.a. Andy, yeah, yeah. who's not that's here? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and who won't hear this anyway because he doesn't listen no. to our own show? Right, exactly. Because <laughs> he doesn't listen to shows? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we're the lawyer when you need I know, seriously. Uh, all right, so you had, you had other comments you Absolutely. said, Jordan. Yeah, the other thing is, and this is I don't know if this was an intentional thing, but I noticed sort of at the very, very beginning, it really was sort of the story Clayton and Friends. Uh, <laughs> it was sort of like story had... You know, it was story show, and I think at one point you actually, story actually said, I don't want this to be like the story Clayton show. And that's when I think Greg started to take up sort of a leadership role, uh, and it became more of sort of uh, a society of equals, if you will. So, uh, in essence, what you're socialism. so in essence, what you're saying is that when I rose with my people and had a coup against the evil story and his dicta dictatorial power, that's when things became more of an equal equal playing field. I just want to be clear that story yeah. was the dictator. Here. You were the yes. Sun Yat-sen yes. story to story's Khan. Mao Zedong. <laughs> story right. And then over the course I, of 30 no, episodes, no, no. Mao <laughs> drove you off the island of Map onto the tiny place that's called Segway and Promo. <laughs> right, exactly. And <laughs> straight Man <laughs> Island. Hey. You suck. All right, I get it. Depends who's writing the history. Yeah, exactly. David or Jordan. Yeah. Well, so actually, yeah. uh, Jordan, unfortunately, it looks like that I'm, we're, we're coming to the end of the hour, and since my job apparently is to keep everybody to time, I have to do the same thing with us. So uh, it's I'm, true. You couldn't well let this show enough. go You're to 100 minutes well. I know. when he well. was saying but that. But seriously, seriously, <laughs> like from the Rep Report perspective, you've been a great guest. From my personal perspective, you've been a tremendous guest. Come back anytime. <laughs> come back next week, really. Come back anytime you'd like, because... <laughs> My leg. Really, please help my really leg. <laughs> I like it. Well, I'll try and come up with some new comments for next week. That then. sounds great. Sounds yeah. great. Thanks go. a lot, man. We appreciate it, Jordan. Yeah, thanks for thanks, being Jordan. on the show, Jordan. It was awesome. Take care, dude. Yeah, I'll talk to all of you. Soon. All right, see you soon, man. Thanks okay. a lot. Okay. And boot. Player kicked. <laughs> Not deservedly. <laughs> I think that's cruel. a tradition. I think that's going to be the way it gets to leave from now on. Everyone gets the boot. They player kick. Player kick. It's an equal equal opportunity. Well, that was great. Yeah, it is. That's no you know what? The world is a grapefruit. I think oh the world God. is a grapefruit. <laughs> I I like grapefruit. You see? <laughs> oh, Tune in next. Next week to the Story Clayton Show, which will have broken off from the Mepper Report. <laughs> no, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> I will have occasional friends on. <laughs> Not over. I think I'm back now. to it.
the I land of kumquat. I I'm a kumquat now. Oh. I'm ready to go. That was pretty good, though. I'm back to kumquat. Oh, I can't, we can't all be grapefruits. This is just something's yeah, wrong. Exactly. It just oh, hurts man. me. I don't know why. Dude, you're all grapefruits to me. I'm just yeah. saying. Oh, okay. You're all grapefruits all to me. Right. My day is not derailed. The only thing that could derail my day is something like last night when the Mariners gave up nine runs to the Orioles in the ninth inning. So as long as the Mariners keep it close... My oh, can, speaking of good. sports, before we wrap Let's it up, bet. before we wrap it up, because we got about three minutes left oh, here, boy. can I just mention quickly um, that I happen to I listen to another show called The Skinny on Sports, and uh, they're a Canadian sports show. So we were talking last week about hockey, and I actually left a voicemail. Not an oxymoron. Yeah, well, a, what a Canadian sports show. Sorry. Ah, see, it's called a hockey show. Stop being show. so American centric. Right. Um, so I, I left a Canadian voicemail sport. asking them why it is that um, Canadians like hockey so much, and and what they actually said was, first of all, I happened to say that we did a comedy show down here in America and they found that very frustrating because apparently America is not south of Canada. I was, I thought that it was, but they're like, we're in the same continent, man. You don't have to say Yeah, they really ripped you yeah, for Yeah, they're like, you know, I hate it when Americans they say the that. They Because you know, it's not like we're to the north of America. Oh. Anyway, um, so that was the one thing, but... We're, we're going to annex Cuba just to mess with <laughs> exactly. you. Then you won't know where America we are. this, bitch. We're everywhere. Uh, but the other thing they said was they were, they were like, well... Canadians, they, they said, they're like, well, you know, he must not listen to the show very much. I do actually listen to it all the time. Like, he must listen to the show very much because if he did, he'd know that we don't talk about hockey. Now, look, these guys talk once about hockey once per show. Now, they don't often talk about it much. It'll be like a minute, but they talk about it all the time. I note with amusement that as they said, we don't really talk about hockey. And why do Americans always think Canadians care about hockey? They were like, pause. And then they're like, oh, but we're going to talk about hockey. So the reason Canadians like hockey. So as Russ pointed out earlier on, Russ, what did you say? You're like, even <laughs> Canadians who don't like hockey, like hockey, right? Wasn't that the, the statement that you had? Like, <laughs> Exactly. I mean, the as Canadians, they're obligated to talk about hockey for a half hour, whether they like right, it or not. Exactly. And that's the level of involvement. You felt like their gene kicking in. If you have nothing to do <laughs> you know? with hockey, you open your. I mean, you call people at work. You know, they, you accuse them of chippy play, and you just make hockey references all the right. time. That's the way to be a Canadian. It's just like me making Star Trek references. I may or may not be a huge Star Trek fan, but as a nerd, I'm incumbent. <laughs> it's incumbent upon me to just once in a while throw you know a Romulan reference your way so that you know that I'm on the yeah. level. That's just the way that it works. No, exactly, and that, that's what it's like. It's like they you could even hear that sort of kicking in. They're just sort of like, you know, well, we don't talk about ho uh, hockey. <laughs> Let me talk about Calgary Flames hockey. Uh. <laughs> like, you know, and they fell into Canadian hockey mode. But it was very instructive, and they said basically... All I have to say, you some... know, all I have to yeah. say about the skinny on sports was that they call themselves a sports show, and then they said that uh, they compared the hockey obsession in Canada being as obligatory as baseball being America's national pastime, and said repeatedly that baseball is boring to watch, and everyone, even big baseball fans, agree that it's boring to watch. <laughs> These people Ahem. do not deserve to talk about sports. These people Ashley do not deserve from Massachusetts to think doesn't about think baseball sports. is boring to exactly. watch, or to listen to, or to have me comment strangely sexual ways to her <laughs> crazy Civil War era emails about that's right uh, oh my Indeed. dear i am as mortified as samuel sosa when his bat exploded with super bowl and russ brings it all oh, back dear me you're mr segway tonight russ that's good uh, bringing it all, bringing it all back home yeah baby bringing it it's all, all back home and of course it's all the same everything is the same it is now gentlemen and the emo score the runs. end of an hour an hour and has passed expires, which doesn't happen in baseball that's right which is why Russ and I don't like the time limit, because nothing that doesn't happen in That's baseball right. happens on the map report. So I love absolutely. baseball we should have so innings. much. So I think it's only the bottom of the sixth. 
It's only the bottom of the six. I'm going to rally. It's now. a rain-shortened game. Story, it's raining. It's a rain-shortened so, game. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. So thanks, everyone out there, for listening. Oh, as I'm usual. Under thanks again to Jordan Siegel. Story, do we have a guest for next week? Do we have a guest that we have? Absolutely. Thank you, Jordan Siegel. No guest is lined up, but it is still oh. not too late to sign up. It's late, guest, baby. That's it. Close and late. We might, not, no have a, we might not have a guest. <laughs> so hurry up. Screw that. A late application is available. Uh, I run the guest program. This is the Story yes, Clayton Show. Guest, guest <laughs> Boo! I'm going to use that all the time now. Story and, and uh, Friends. Yeah. And uh, so that's, that's that. Story and Sounds Friends. Sounds like a plan. Thank you, friends. Um, so, yes, sign up late. And otherwise, uh, get the ball rolling for later weeks, uh, or we'll have to bring David back, or Jeff, and you don't. Or want Jordan, that. and that would be fine. <laughs> you know, if he wants to come back the next ten times, but that would be so fine. that's great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Yes, you come really on. Don't want Thanks that. for listening. I love uh, you, we'll Jordan. see you all next week. <laughs> Say goodbye, everybody. I Sounds love good. backbones. Ooh, goodbye, everybody. Love. See you next week for more baseball. Uh, exciting and new. Fighting and map. All it map. Emus aboard. Oh, the Mariners just scored a run. We're oh, they love it. Accepting map. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. And Dude, world seriously grapefruity. More and more grapefruity every minute. Life's greatest map. Map. Map, 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 map. The proceeding was a presentation of the Map Report, hosted at www.mapreport.com. All rights reserved. In no way should any part of this show be construed as an invitation to buy, sell, or trade flightless birds, or reassemble Voltron. Or at least not the stupid one with the cars. Please support the Mep Report by voting for the show at www.vitalpodcast.com, adding the show to your list of favorites at podcastpickle.com, and clicking on the Vote for Mep link on the Mep Report homepage to vote for us at podcastalley.com. Email us at Greg, Russ, Story, or Andy at mepreport.com, and call us and leave a voicemail or a fax at 206-600-MEP1. That's 206-600-6371. And finally, please join the fight to stop the senseless farming of eagle plants. It's immoral, it's unethical, and frankly, it's just a little bit gross. And if that's the case, then my life's a waste, cause there's nothing left to live for but tomorrow. Another day away